Between the Beat Podcast is the podcast for beautypreneurs all around the world. I'm your host, Terry Watson, and I'll be sharing the ins and outs of my journey as a multifaceted makeup artist. This is a space for candid conversations, laughs, and to elevate in all aspects of life. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Three, two, one. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Between the Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Terry Watson, and I have a very special guest here with me today. Her name is Kiera Lanise, and she is a makeup artist in the TV film industry, um, literally has worked with most of your faves. Um, she's done things with BET, uh, a plethora of the big platforms that you've seen um, before. And we're going to kind of talk about uh, a whole lot of things today. So um, yeah, I'm going to let Kiara introduce herself and tell us a little bit more about herself and her journey and all of those things. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, my name is Kiara Lanise. Um, I've been in the game for this year makes 12 years, so it's kind of wow. crazy. <laughs> I know, okay. I got a little skin in the game now. Um, a lot of skin, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I usually, <laughs> I make this joke that, like, I probably didn't get good till this morning, but, you know, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I specialize in um, beauty, editorial, and red carpet mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, I feel like my bread and butter is, like, TV and commercial. Um but yeah, I have a little experience in everything. It's been an, an interesting journey, but yeah, I, lo- I love what I do. I love being in the beauty industry and, and meeting dope people like you. So thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So 12 years, um, obviously you didn't start at the top. So tell me like, what did your bottom kind of look like? Like you're so, starting from the bottom journey. Okay, so it's kind of interesting. I actually got my very first um, major gig at 16. I did a lookbook oh, wow. for a clothing line. Um, and it was for a lookbook for Saks Fifth Avenue. And so that was like mm-hmm. my first, you know, push into the industry, which was kind of crazy before then yeah. I was just doing hair and makeup, you know, at school in the bathrooms and <laughs> I was mm-hmm. a cheerleader as well. Um, I wanted to be a fashion designer originally. And so my grandmother, um, she's a very well-known seamstress in my hometown and I was kind of taking after her, her footsteps. Um, so, yeah, I was sewing and making my own clothes. And mm-hmm. I was working in high school, uh, altering and tailoring, whether it was football jerseys or him in the staff members pants, like doing all the things, um, but also doing hair and makeup in the bathrooms. <laughs> so, right. um, yeah, always had an entre- entrepreneurial spirit. And um, I got a, a call about being a part of this lookbook. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like this is a real thing. I had my little caboodle thinking I was going to do a little thing or two. And it actually went really well. Um, Mm -hmm. Looking back, I am proud of the work that I did back then. It was very flat. Let me say that. (laughs) No dimension to the face. (laughs) Yeah, that was my, that was my bottom, if you will. Um, And from there going to cosmetology school um, right after graduating high school while I was, I was dual enrolled. And so I did cosmetology and estiology, um, which was a unconventional route from my family's perspective, because mm-hmm. everybody is uh, very involved in business or they're doctors. And so for me to have this little mm-hmm. creative bug, they're like, what do you mean? Like you got offered full ride scholarships and you want to sell yourself short by going into beauty. And I'm like, yeah. no, I've had the same vision since the seventh grade. Like I want a cover and a spread in Vogue. That's the vision. And so, mm-hmm. you know going against my family's wishes, but having their full support, even though I don't want to say that they were plotting against me, but they were like, Hey, 
you know, there's always another route if this doesn't work out. And I'm like, yeah, there is no plan B for me. And so Mm -hmm. that was the bottom. (laughs) Wow. I love that. And I think that so many entrepreneurs just have that same story where uh, we were the first and had to really figure it out from scratch, especially, um, you know, just considering like entrepreneurship for our generation is like booming, you know, and it wasn't necessarily like that, you know, like there was like, you know, your barbers and your beauticians, but they had their salons and, you know, barbershops for 20 plus years, like, you know, people are grandfathered in in that way. So for, you know, I'm pretty sure people looked at them crazy, but for there to be uh, this sprouting of entrepreneurs, um, especially in the beauty industry, I think it's amazing. And, you know, shout out to you for being able to see the vision continually, even when other people didn't. So um, speaking of that, with your ability to manifest, because that's what it kind of sounds like, is like, I'm yeah. going to manifest this cover in Vogue and um, I'm going to make these things happen. Um, how did you maneuver through that manifestation um, and like preparing for the work, even though people were trying to cloud your vision? That's a very good question. So um, I think it's a a very leveled or layered rather answer. Um, On one end, I felt like one, my parents, they always said that exposure creates appetite. That's something that they have drilled and instilled in me since I was a child. And so I feel like my grandparents were the ones who were a little more unsure or uncertain. Um, my dad mm. is a drummer. And so he, I grew up watching him go on tour and play with all these art or for all these artists. And so my, my mom and dad, they didn't say too much negatively um, because they couldn't, right? Like I was doing the same thing that they were, you know, essentially. Yeah. Um, however, I, I also see how it was so important for me to study on the back end, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer in preparing for an opportunity that doesn't exist yet. That's another thing that my parents drilled in me my entire life. And so um, yeah. I, I think that your, your miracle or um, your, your dream has to catch you in the middle of your stride. Like it's not going to just come to you randomly. Like, no, you have to put the work in so that yeah. it's like passing that baton. Like you're already in position and ready to run the race. And so on the back end, I was studying, I was um, reading books, I was, you know, doing classes, I was watching YouTube, I was, you know, doing mm-hmm. so many things to put myself in the position, because one, I'm from a small town. And so we're already soulful. <laughs> right? like, yeah, there is, they're so behind and outdated when it comes to beauty and fashion. Um, I'm, I'm in Lansing, Michigan is where I'm, that's my hometown. And so it's not quite Detroit, where we know that's the hair mecca, right? But it's, it's further behind. (laughs) (laughs) And so really putting myself out there and and introducing myself um, to people and presenting myself in a way that um, I'm fully understanding that who I am right now is not who I see myself as. So I found myself in a perpetual state of there's a Kiera Lanise that I know that I am, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and I'm every day trying to become that girl, right? But I'm gonna introduce Mm -hmm. you to her. You know what I mean? But in the, yes. in the, in between time, I'm going to constantly put in that work, um, to every day evolve into that girl, you know? Absolutely. I hope that answered. Oh, <laughs> no, that was, that was really good. Um, that was a really good answer, especially that last part, because I, I do think I have that same approach is like, 
I can talk big game about who I am to somebody who's looking to hire me. Um, but making sure that I actually fill those shoes is purposeful. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I have to be intentional about. You know, I, I think a lot of people uh, want to be greater and um, have a bigger impact. But I think that it's the conversation around how to make that happen is almost neglected in some point because yeah. the how is so intricate, you know, how to be more confident, how to be more of yourself, even, you know, like it's really just you and who you are and really unearthing all that, you know, you can bring to the table. I think that ability, that, that ability does not come natural and it is truly mm. learned. So I love yeah. that, you know, you made that point for sure. Yeah, it's, um, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely crazy. And I think that with entrepreneurship, it will really, truly challenge who you are and your ability to stay true to that. You know, I think mm-hmm. um, for a lot of beautypreneurs specifically, because our job requires us to kind of trade time for money, money becomes the more, more important aspect instead of... Mm-hmm who we can be and who we want to be and how confident we can be. And I think the the focus is shifted. So with that, um, how did you manage to stay focused? And what was it based on like opportunities keeping you focused? Um, No, I don't think it was opportunities specifically that kept me focused. It Mm -hmm. was more so um, the possibility of opportunity that kept me focused. And so and it, it, they sound very similar, but they're totally different totally perspectives, different. right? Mm-hmm. Um, because if you focus on opportunity, um, there's dry seasons and you'll lose yourself and you'll get discouraged Let's and you'll, you'll get burned out easily. And, you know, all those things. But the possibility of opportunity is something that has kept my vision alive, um, constantly reminding myself of my why. Like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? What is my purpose? What is my vision? And even when, you know, I was struggling, right, mentally, or even if I was b- burnt out, um, reminding myself of those things kind of gave me the, the boost. I mean, there were times where I would be in the mirror, like in tears, like, what the heck am I doing? I actually have a vision board. I have to show it to you later. Yeah. <laughs> but I have this vision board that I made in 2015, and it was at a time mm-hmm. where um, nothing about my life looked like what I put on this vision board. And Mm. I'm a little extra. Um, and so I, I did it up. I, I put it in a frame, right? And it's a huge, like a big poster board. I put it in this frame and I was like, this is the vision. And at the time, my bank account was in the negative, right? Like mm-hmm. I wasn't working in the beauty industry. I was living in Houston at the time. I had stopped working at, um, at Estee Lauder and mm-hmm. everything about my life was polar opposite of what I put on this vision board. But I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I need a visual representation. And my, my family had always made me do vision boards every school year and, you know, for the year as a whole, like for my personal life, things like that. But I hadn't really taken the initiative to do it for my business. And I think me doing that was me coming to the agreement with myself that I'm going to stop taking this vision and looking at it as I'm doing this as a hobby, but no, like I am my own brand. I am a business and I need to be just as serious and just as bullheaded, right? As I am in every other situation with what I say is, is a part of my purpose. And so Mm -hmm. 
um, yeah, having to, to look at it from that perspective and having to, you know, remind myself of what the vision was, even when I couldn't see it clearly, even when I didn't have the yeah. opportunities, even if I had to, you know, put together my own shoot, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And, and force myself in a completely new city to reach out to the photographers, find out who the models are, go to these networking events and put myself yeah. out there as the new kid on the block but to really remind myself and introduce to them who I am and what I say that I'm capable of. Yeah. With all of that, that makes me think about imposter syndrome. And I wonder Mm. if preparation helps minimize imposter syndrome because I'm, I know that you've had really, really amazing opportunities. So, you know, being like, okay, say you have prepared for this moment you know, for years, and then you finally get into that room. Do you ever feel like I shouldn't be here? Or you know, for a fact, like I've worked really hard to be here. So I'm going to be here proudly. Um, I think it's both. Like, it, okay. it's okay for it to be both, right? Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. I have been in rooms where I just have been completely enamored. Like, wow, I am this little Black girl from a Mm -hmm. small town, right? Like who had parents that had me at 15 and 16. Like I'm fully aware that where I am and the things that I've accomplished um, are blessings, right? And I'm super Mm -hmm. grateful for that. But also, absolutely, like I deserve this, right? Like I've prayed for this. I have stood on the word for this. I have, Mm -hmm. you know, spoke this into existence. So okay, it was, it was, that was cute. The little imposter syndrome tried to creep up. That was cute and all, Mm -hmm. but no, like, let me, okay, sit up straight. Right. And introduce myself and and tell these people, I belong to be here just as much as you do. Right. And there's a reason that I'm there. And so looking at it from that, that perspective is, um, it's been really interesting because again, it's that two-sided things. And if you can have that same thought at the same time, right. As long as you can reel yourself back in and say, okay, all right, I, I cried about it, but now let's boss up, right? Like, yeah. like I, I, I dealt with imposter syndrome when I was walking up to, to registration, but now that I'm here, it's time to show up and quit playing, you know? Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and I've found that the times where I dwelled in that imposter syndrome, I didn't perform my best. I did miss out on opportunities. I did lose sight of, um, of great relationships that I could have potentially built. But when I did have those moments that I bossed up, and and mm-hmm. and force and suppress that imposter syndrome um, down. I was able to build relationships that I mean mm-hmm. I still have to this day. Um, I mean I just experienced this this whole mental scenario. I just experienced this last week, <laughs> right? <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was doing some work with Hooray Media, um, Issa Rae's production yes. company, and mm-hmm. I had that exact moment. Like, what am I doing here? But also what am I doing here? Right. (laughs) I like that. I like that. (laughs) So I think it is, it's a two-sided thing. Um, and it's okay to, to experience both as long as you come out on top and you, you remind yourself, um, who you are, what your why is, and that absolutely you deserve to be here. You deserve to experience these opportunities. And there are moments where you do realize on the back end, like, dang, I probably didn't prepare the way that I should have for this moment, but because I'm here, I'm going to finesse it and make it work. And then as soon as the event is over, or as soon as this opportunity is done, I'm going back to the drawing board, fixing, yeah. you know, my mistakes, learning from my mistakes so that I bet you won't happen again. 
Absolutely. I think, you know, that that duality is so important. And mm-hmm. um, that's one thing that's learned, too, because I feel like when you are creating a business, um, it's solely based off of passion. And it's like, you know, I really just really want to do this. And again, like I said, like it shifts to I have to make money. So, mm-hmm. you know, like you manifest based off of this passion and because I know that I can be in this room. Um, but when the moment actually happens and people are actually paying you top dollar, it's like, oh, you really you wasn't playing about me, God. <laughs> no, you was you was serious. I, OK. Um, and I, I think that for most people, that experience is exhilarating it's scary it's like you know all the adrenaline rushing to your hands and feet and you know you're trying to find out if this is right and I think you've answered the question like if you prepare for it then it's really no question about it like you're supposed to be there um no matter what your brain is telling you and I I always talk about that like how your brain is wired to keep you safe and Ooh, that is the good. only reason why I think a lot of entrepreneurs or beautypreneurs get into these spaces and they're like, I don't know if I belong here. It's because your brain lacks the exposure. The more exposure you That's have, so the good. more exposure therapy that you have, the more um, comfortable you feel in these spaces. Right now, you're this is your first piece of exposure and it's like, oh, I'm adjusting. And I think that adjustment is what needs to be focused on. And that's why I think duality kind of flows in there too, because if you know that both options exist, you can exist in either one. Um, yeah. and you just kind of pick a side, you know, like I don't have to um, be so nervous or anxious about this because I know that I'm supposed to be here, you know? Yeah, that's so yeah. good. I think that is one of those things where, you have to really look at it and take it for what it is, right? Like if I used to make this joke all the time in high school, like this is the life I'm supposed to live. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny because my friend actually reminded me that when I was having um, imposter syndrome, like having a little episode and she Mm -hmm. was like, girl, you have been saying this since we were 14. Like this is the life you're supposed to live. What are you talking about? Like, Mm -hmm. In high school, I wanted to be the Black Lauren Conrad. Like, that was the vision, okay? <laughs> so, yeah. Not the Black Lauren Conrad. <laughs> <laughs> that was the vision. And so, um, with my dad touring with all these artists, um, mm-hmm. I, I got to experience some really cool things growing up. Um, mm-hmm. And being exposed to celebrity and, you know, the, the yeah. ins and outs of all these things. Like, that was a thing right and so mm-hmm. I would I would say yeah that's the life I'm supposed to have like of course I'm supposed to be on vacation with such and such as kids like of course like yeah. I, I just knew I was on Baldwin Hills like that was my life <laughs> and so as much as it sounded or to, to my friends even right I went to an inner city mm-hmm. school inner city public school who was known for being like the hood school mm-hmm. and for me to talk like that, they, of course, that I was goody two shoes. They were like, are you delusional? Like, and I'm like, absolutely. Like I am, but watch. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll never forget. I was a sophomore and this kid, we were in economics class and they were talking about Dubai. 
And I was just like, this is incredible. Like they are building this, this Atlantis, right? And I was like, I'm going to Dubai. And this kid, mm-hmm. he's like, you are a black girl from the West side. Like that's not made for people like us. Mm. And I looked at him and I was like, I'm going to Dubai and I'm going to reach yeah. out to you when it happens. Do you know, 2019, I got booked for a fashion film wow. in Dubai. And I promise you, as soon as I landed, I completely forgot about this. This was 10 years previous. As mm-hmm. soon as I landed, that memory came to my head and I'm at the airport looking for this man on Facebook. <laughs> you said, he And I just, know. I reached out to him. <laughs> Absolutely. I said, you probably don't even remember this. But you said X, Y, and Z. And I just want you to know, like, I'm here on somebody else's dime. Like, wow. I knew it would happen. And so I'm not saying this, um, it, like, being braggadocious. To be but boastful, I want yeah. This, yeah, like, I, I want you to know that, like, if you say a thing, it has to happen. So I hope this inspires you because I'm about to live my life and work <laughs> this job, do this fashion film. <laughs> but I told you it was going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that is amazing. And that's so beautiful to hear. Because um, my story is a little bit different. I never wanted to be a makeup artist. I was like, uh, like, I loved beauty and I loved makeup. Like, you know, YouTube and what was that? Like 2011, 20, 2010, like loved mm-hmm. it. But I was like, nobody could ever pay me for this. Because what if they don't like it? Like, yeah. I was just afraid and that was a whole lot of fear speaking for me. Um, but I will say that I do have a little bit of that preparation for opportunities that don't exist because, I mean, obviously my, my first job was at a makeup kiosk and I was like, you know, I'm going to work here because I need money. And then a month after, you know, I got the job, I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do this, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. So it's just like, it's so beautiful to hear that you had the vision for so long um, because I think for a lot of people, not only do they not have the vision in the beginning, um, they also lose the vision after a while. And I think mm, that that's so good. So consistent. And I think cons- consistency, that's something Ooh. that is not talked about enough. Um, just being consistent in who you are and what you do and why you do it. Why, you know, like that's so important to being able to continue going. So I want to ask like, where do you feel, you know, beautypreneurs could uh, step their game up? Like where are they kind of falling short in making their dreams come true? Um, I would say having a clear vision and sticking to it. Yeah. Um, And I, I think as much as you want, the vision to be big, right? Like I'm a firm mm-hmm. believer and if your dream doesn't scare you, it's not big enough, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I think that in you writing the vision and making it plain, you have to give yourself grace mm-hmm. and, and wiggle room to evolve, right? Yeah. So I, I've come in contact with a lot of um, beautypreneurs that when I talk to them, they're like, oh, I want to work with celebrities and I want to do this and I want to do that. And I'm not saying that you can't do a million and one things, right? Because I've, I've always been a busybody. However, I think that it's important um, to master your, your it, it takes something to master your craft and build upon it. But I think we immediately come into the industry and we want to offer products. We want to sell courses. You want to do celebrity. You want to do, and starting all of that at once, but you have no backbone, 
right? Mm-hmm. Like you have no foundation. And so I think um, I, I've dabbled in so many parts of the industry, right? Like I, I do bridal, I, I choose not to do bridal now, but I had to because yeah. the makeup industry specifically is so broad. I've dealt with every piece or every sector of the industry. I've done bridal. I've done plays, I've done TV, I've done film, I've done editorial. And then I could decide what I do and don't want, right? Mm -hmm. Or what I choose not to do. But I'll I'll put it this way. When I lived in Houston, um, I think this was probably 2017. I had this moment where I had like a come to self moment. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I have lost sight of who I am and what I said my vision was since the seventh grade. Mm -hmm. Hmm. What do I need to do? Because I found myself being, again, being in this new city, and finding the, uh, or having the, the need to constantly prove myself, I started doing quinceañeras. I started doing uh, strippers. I was doing the girls going to the club. I was the doing strippers. baby shot. I was doing all of these. <laughs> the strippers, girl. And they was paying, okay? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but I was doing so much. And I had this moment, like, I feel like I am further and further from my cover of Vogue. Mm. So I had this moment where I'm like, okay. Not to say that there's anything wrong with the girls doing the quinceañeras. That's just not my vision. And so I had to yeah. be okay, even if it didn't make sense, right? Like, even if I needed the gas money, even if I needed X, Y, and Z, I had to be okay with saying, you know what? Unfortunately, I'm unable um, to service you, but I can send you to such and such. She's great. And because I've introduced myself to so many other makeup artists in the city, it was nothing. I was sending them people yeah. all the time. And in the moment, again, it sounds irrational. It sounds like, girl, what? But I had to really create room and space for what my vision was. And I, mm-hmm. once I made that decision, um, I promise you, everything started to, to align. Everything started yeah. to, to fall into place according to what my initial vision was. So for beautypreneurs, write the vision. Like what, be very specific about what you want. But if you are doing things or if you are just um, kind of going with the flow of what life what life hands you, right? Like that's mm-hmm. not going to get you anywhere. You have to be very, very strategic in your approach. You have to be very um, hands-on and very uh, tenacious in how, how you present yourself in these spaces. If you want to be a, a artist that works with celebrities and does award shows, okay, like pull up to the scene, right? BT yeah. experience, pull up, right? And, and be prepared, have your business cards, be ready to work versus just waiting for the opportunity to come like no you have to to truly put yourself out there even if you're scared do it afraid do it broke do it with when people don't agree just do it otherwise you're going to be in the same cycle year after year you're going to find yourself in the same space and you'll find yourself in a mess and I'd rather be strategic in how I venture out than Mm -hmm. do everything and then have to have to stop have to close up shop have to, you know, oh, I'm no longer selling product. Oh, I'm no longer doing, you know what I mean? Like that's a waste of mental capacity that you could have been using to, to manifest these clients. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I definitely agree. That's something I talk about all the time too. Um, Mainly because I feel like when you're trying to develop your style or you're trying to align yourself with your ideal client, you need to have her in mind so that you can start creating packages, signature looks, you know, all of those things for her. Um, Like even if you were like an esthetician, like if you're trying to get to Kim Kardashian, Kim Kardashian is not just paying a hundred dollars for a facial. She's paying for like super intense, like 
high profile services like two three thousand dollars services which a lot of celebrities are but if you are you know not aligning yourself with those types of clients um and not creating space you know for them which it sounds like you know what you've been doing is just creating space for opportunity to exist and not being so closed off you know I think that because of fear most or many um, beautypreneurs are just unsure. Like if I pick a lane, right, am I going to be closing off all the opportunities? But that actually oh, like widens the horizons almost. Like yeah. now I have more, more playing room because I know exactly what I'm, you know, shooting for. Yeah. I, um, I just thought of a, a quote my mom used to say. My, my family is full of quotes, right? Full of quotes. I can <laughs> but, tell. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> um, but your your miracle is on the other side of what you said you won't do. And that, whoo, my mom will be proud to hear this, that, that I brought this up. But yeah. yeah, like every time that you say, I won't do this, or every time yeah. that you, you gave fear um, the upper hand, you have very deliberately said no thank you to your dream, you know? Absolutely, yeah. And so having to immerse yourself in whatever playing field you want to be, like you said, that esthetician who wants to do the high-paying uh, clientele, like how are you adding value to what you have now to, mm-hmm. to, align, to align with whatever um, the competition is for that next level, right? Yeah. So having to, I, I spoke with a photographer recently and he's like, yeah, um, my, my dream is I want to shoot editorial. I'm like, Oh, okay, great. Like, you know, let, let's see your social media. Like, let's see your portfolio. Nothing. Mm. Okay. Well, that's fine. That's all right. Like we can build. Right. Um, mm-hmm. who do you follow? Like what, who inspires you? What, what photographers that are doing editorial work? Who do you follow? He did. He couldn't name a single one. And mm-hmm. so in my mind, that makes me think, how bad do you actually want it? Right. Because it sounds yeah. good to throw around a word like editorial because it sounds good and you hear people talking about it. But if you don't know the ins and outs to the best of your ability, right? Like now, of course, there's room for ignorance just because we truly don't know because we're not yeah. in it. But on the outside, from what you actually can do from your vantage point, if you haven't completely immersed yourself in that thing, if, if you haven't done the research if you can't tell me who's the top, who's the best of the best in that field, right? Yeah. Even if they have never heard of you. <laughs> but if you can't tell me that, how, again, how bad do you want? That makes me look at you like, are, are they just talking because it, that's what sounds good? Or is that really them? Like, what is it? Yeah. Are they trying to yeah. compete or, or copy someone else's vision? Do they not know themselves? What, it, what is it? And it, it, right. it looks at, or it looks like a very uh, vulnerable and insecure um, business strategy, really. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, and again, there's room for growth. So I'm not, if that, if someone that is listening, if that is them, they do find themselves in that space. It's okay, but let's pivot, readjust and move forward. Right. Yeah. Like let's, let's look at what it is, right. Let's, mm-hmm. let's take it for what it is and let's build upon ground zero essentially. Yeah. 100%. Um, I think that it's important to be around passionate people because it fuels your Mm. passion too so I think that's kind of what you're saying as well like if 
you say that you want to make this thing happen, then how passionate are you? And if you haven't done the homework, then I question your passionness. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I question how passionate you are. And you know, I don't want to do that. I want everyone to win. I want I want to see you Absolutely. go on and you know travel the world because you you are able to figure out you know what editorial was and how to shoot editorial <laughs> and all of those things. Um, but I think it's really important for people to figure themselves out first. Yeah. Um, I know my dad, and I said this all the time, my dad would tell me, like, you know, people don't hop on the wave until it's moving. Um, mm. And it's really important for you to not only trust yourself, but trust the wave. And you have to be the one to get on it first, not expecting yeah. anybody else to be you know, ride or die for this thing that you have going on because they don't believe in it yet because you don't. Yeah, you know? that's good. Yeah. It's it's crazy. One of the things that I tell um, my assistants is every every moment that you are walking in fear, you are denying yourself and really someone else the opportunity to support you, right? Absolutely. Like you mm-hmm. are denying yourself um, the the community right? Mm -hmm. The resources, like there is somebody out here that you probably come in contact, contact with all the time. You have no clue that they have what you need. Right. And and they'll be willing to support you, but you're walking in fear. You're shy. You're afraid to speak. Mm -hmm. You you think that, oh, they're not checking for me or, oh, no, I don't want to slide in their DMs. And it's like, no, you have to immerse yourself again. If, if, if that's what your vision is, immerse yourself Mm -hmm. in that reach out because who knows what's on the other side of it? Who knows the, right. the community or I, I think that every person, when we're born, we're assigned, like w- assigned with our purpose, a demographic mm. of people or a certain number of people. This, I feel like this is real deep, but not really. <laughs> yeah. But when you're born, you are supposed to reach such and such number of people, right? X amount mm. of people. Mm. And there are going to be some people, and I look at even my own life, there are some people who have made such a major impact in my life that I'll forever be grateful. But I also know that had they not, I wouldn't be the same. So for every moment that I'm walking in fear or not, not doing my purpose, not operating in my purpose, not, not being bold in who I am, I am denying somebody else the opportunity to experience what I carry and vice versa. vice versa so man fear is one of those things it will cripple you if you let it but no we need to be flexible okay like we need to (laughs) yeah we need to have (laughs) have full range full movement um and yeah once you do get the ball rolling it's crazy how many people are waiting for you waiting to support you waiting to root for you just wait and they don't even realize it and some people do there are some people that actually know who you are. They might have a relationship and it's like the relationship can go so much deeper because they have so much value to offer you. Once you step outside of fear, step outside of your comfort zone and 100%. do what you said you weren't going to do. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I'm learning with doing this season three of the podcast. Um, I was, I was a little unbold. I don't know what the actual word for unbold <laughs> is, but I was not living <laughs> in my full boldness um because I was like you know what if I reach out to people and they don't respond or you know all of these like uncertainties and yeah 
The moment that I made mention of, you know, the podcast coming back and I reached out to everyone, you know, I'm getting yeses left and right. And I'm just like, come on. Okay. You know, like step one done. But then I posted it to my story, like, you know, um, Between the Beat will be the number one podcast in 2023 for beauty Come on. And um, will. And will, you know. <laughs> but with that, um, number one, my first guest, um, she was like, I have such and such who works for uh, such and such. I have this person who I'm going to connect you with to have on your podcast. Um, yes. And then I had another friend of mine uh, who responded to my story post and was like, she works for a PR company. So she's like, oh yeah, I'm going to connect you with this person, this person, this person. Just send me wow. like who you want to work with as well. So, you know, really learning in real time that if you don't make strides, then people won't have the opportunity to know that they can support you. But also, mm-hmm. I just realized also that like when, you know, people see that you're making moves, they feel inclined to help. They're like, I already see you making it happen. I just want to be a vessel. I want to be, you know, um, an aid in you getting to where you want to go. Um, but yeah, so let's go ahead and get into the wild or rapid fire questions. Ooh, I'm nervous. <laughs> um, okay. Are you ready? Take a deep breath. Let's okay, I'm ready. okay. Number one, what does beauty mean to you? Wow. Beauty is off the relative. Dome, like, <laughs> my Lord, she, she came out hitting. Okay. Swinging. <laughs> right. Um, I think beauty is something that inspires you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's truly looking at creation, if you will, mm-hmm. and, and seeing what's beautiful in it. <laughs> okay, good. That was good. Or just taking it for what it is. Um, what's your favorite drink? Cranberry juice. Cranberry juice? Do you drink it all? Um, I do drink occasionally. If I do okay. drink, it's wine and I love a good cabernet. Okay, but good. My actual favorite drink is cranberry juice. <laughs> we love cranberry juice. I'm I'm an apple juice kind of girl, so I completely understand. Um, <laughs> if you could be any color crayon, what color would that be? Hmm, cerulean. Ooh, the big word. Yes, I love it. <laughs> That's how I feel when I say periwinkle. Like, <laughs> yeah, come on, periwinkle. You give me periwinkle vibes. Yes, Do like I? Your, your aura, your energy. Absolutely. Oh, that's good. <laughs> See, I would actually, for myself, I think I would choose like a, a lime green, but you know, that's like a part of my branding. I just yeah. feel vibrant in that way. But I do think that I have some like mellowness to me, um, some duality because periwinkle also shows up as a gray and like a blue sometimes, maybe a lavender. So I think, I think of peace when I think of periwinkle and I think Aww. that you have, yeah, you have that flow, like that peace about you. Wow. Period. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Summer or winter? Summer. Me too. Ditto, sis. Uh, what's something happening in your life right now? Wow. Something happening happening in my life. Um, I'm, I'm, um, wow. I don't know. All the things. <laughs> There's so many things. Um, 
wow, this makes me sound like a loser. What am I, what am I doing in my life? Um, (laughs) resting, rest. Oh, good, good. We deserve rest. We do. I don't wear myself out this year. And I'm, I'm like, I'm, I don't want to finish strong. I want, I want to finish with peace of mind and a level head and relaxation. So that's something. Yeah. I want to finish out of office. Okay. Okay. Yeah, go okay. ahead and turn that on. Go ahead and turn that vacation <laughs> responder on in the emails, friend. Um, what's your favorite number? 45. Oh, why 45? Um, good question. I think growing up, I just really loved that number. And then also I kind of made it as like a fake anniversary with my boyfriend and I because our relationship just evolved. So we chose like April 15th until so the four and five just naturally happened. Okay, okay. <laughs> Um, and then lastly, I think I want to remix this question. It says, what advice do you have for entrepreneurs? But I feel like you've kind of already answered that. Um, let's see if you could describe preparation in three words, what would it be? Hmm. Describe preparation in three words. I guess the journey of preparation. Um, Uncertain. Uh-huh. Um, hmm, uncertain. Curious and rewarding. Ooh, good, good. I'm gonna write that down. Let me go <laughs> add that to the <laughs> to the vision board this year. No, that's really good. Um, okay, that, that is all of the questions. Um, but I appreciate you so much for being on this podcast episode with me, Kiara. Um, I always see you on Twitter, of course, because you're always <laughs> sharing your um, super positive and impactful moments. And I think that for anybody that follows you or sees you in real life, um, which we haven't met yet, of course, <laughs> soon come. Soon come, soon, soon, soon soon come uh but for anybody that knows you there is like an imminent light and this like purpose like radiating off of you I mean even you know our conversations in clubhouse it's been like oh she is so serious you know about uh helping beautypreneurs really elevate and become better and be better in a space that number one it we're just kind of truly figuring out because I mean doing makeup and that being a whole uh, genre of the beauty industry is so new, you know, where people are Mm -hmm. paying top dollar, especially for so many people. Um, So it is refreshing to meet people like you who are uh, truly walking in their purpose, you know? So Mm -hmm. um, I do want to ask, you know, is there any last thoughts that you want to share with people? Um, Where can people find you? All of the things. Yeah. Thank you so much. This is, oh, this did my heart so well um, because, you know, I adore you. I adore your work and your work ethic. Um, so being on this platform is truly a blessing. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can find me on social media at Kiera Lanice, K-I-E-R-R-A-L-A-N-I-C-E. That is my Facebook, Instagram, MySpace, Black Planet, if you still got it <laughs> and everything all, in between. All across the board. <laughs> But thank you so much for even your kind words, because I I'm a firm believer that as much as makeup artistry is the platform for me, 
I believe that my purpose is to inspire and encourage people to discover their purpose and relentlessly pursue mm-hmm. it. And so you saying that was like everything that I needed to hear for my love language of words of affirmation. So thank yes. you for that. <laughs> and again, thank you so much for having me. This has been a treat. Yeah, absolutely. I am so appreciative of you. Um, well, thank you guys for listening. That has been a full episode of the Twin B podcast. I will see you guys in the next episode and we'll talk soon. Thank- you keep it up girl you're killing the motherfucking game but i don't even gotta say it because you already know that